It's time to know your soul. Are you seeking the you within? Has people pleasing stressed you out? It's time to find your light so you can share your entrepreneurial gifts with the world. Well, Red Rover on over. But the only thing you're breaking through is yourself. This is Soul Amplified. Are you ready? Hello, and welcome to the Soul Amplified podcast. I'm Vanessa Grace, your host. We have just been on a month-long break from sharing new podcast episodes with you. I hope that you have been enjoying, um, you know, perusing the old podcasts as there are so many to choose from, but now I am ready to get back at it and be sharing with you new content and new things. This past month, I definitely did spend a significant amount of my time redoing my office, and it is now just so close to the finish line. And in fact, right now I am recording this at my new desk in my floating desk cubbyhole inside my closet, and I absolutely love it. It is so adorable and cozy, and I feel like I am keeping my desk a lot cleaner but this is the first week of using my desk, so we'll see how it goes, if I continue to keep it this clean or if it derails. Um, but part of my methodology in having a smaller desk was forcing myself to not keep paper out so that it could be clutter-free, which if my desk is clutter-free, my brain is clutter-free, so I am hoping that this helps me. Um, if you have not seen pictures yet of the new office, I have been sharing them on Instagram, not on my feed, but in my stories. And if you want to see them, you can go to my story highlights. And I think it's called aligning my office or aligning my desk, something like that, because I definitely felt like I was nudged um, and, you know, like kind of shoved with my intuition that like this needed to happen in my office so that I could be ready for whatever was coming through next. And I'm excited for that. You can also see my sand tray figurines and kind of what a sand tray is. I'll be talking about that in the next week or so, sharing more about what it is. But you'll be able to see all of my figurines here pretty soon, probably the day that this episode comes out. So what else is happening at Soul Amplified? Um, I am available to take on new coaching clients right now for one-on-one -on -one coaching. And so if you've been kind of like wanting to work with me and I had been talking about my group program a lot, but that didn't seem like the right fit for you, or you kind of wanted the group program, but you missed it then you can reach out to me and learn more about what it is like to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, which is honestly, it's a lot of the things that I talk about on my podcast and on my Instagram posts, but then it's personalized to your situation. So if I'm talking, you know, about healing your emotions and working through your emotions, I'm going to walk with you at your level on you know, your ability to process your emotions and help you become more proficient at that. If you're new to learning about codependency, I'm going to start with you there and help educate you on codependency, answer your personalized questions, and also um, 
reference your life as you're talking about your life and what ways you need support and setting boundaries and additional self-care. And so it's all going to be personalized to you, of course. So reach out to me if you are interested in the one-on-one coaching. So what, what are we doing today? Today, I want to talk about signs of codependence. And so it's kind of like a little check-in with yourself. I feel like so frequently um, you can get bogged down in, you know, like all of the, all of the things that are associated with it. And so I just want to kind of go, okay, let's look again at what some of the signs are. Are you doing these still? Are you not doing these anymore? Or are you doing them but not doing them as much or not as intensely. And so you can see if there's been improvement in yourself. This is not the complete list of everything. This is just kind of what I thought of while I was sitting here. And, you know, I've probably missed things that are important, but I don't want this episode to go on for, you know, forever. Um, I just want it to be like a quick check-in with yourself and a reminder. And if you are a new listener, this is also a great way to kind of test the waters of determining if you have some of these codependency traits. So, So let's get into it. I have six of them that I've written down. And of course, some of them kind of bleed into each other. Um, but that's that's the way that is. So the first one that I have written down as a sign of codependence is that you get resentful towards other people. Now, what does this even mean? Resentment is like, I'm upset with you for doing what you did. I'm holding it against you. And I, it's, so it's not just I'm angry with you. It is, I'm holding this against you because you are not doing what I wanted, is how I see it. Now, there may be other, Um, definitions of resentment as well. But when we look into you're not doing what I wanted, what tends to happen is that as you look into you're not doing what I wanted, is the other person potentially didn't know what you wanted. And maybe that is because you didn't tell them what you wanted or what you needed. And you hoped that they would figure it out. And part of this comes back to the struggle to express your needs, um, which we'll get into a little bit in the next one. But resentfulness, I feel, is a surefire sign that you're not setting boundaries. And resentfulness is a potential sign that you're being codependent. it, it doesn't mean that you are codependent if you're not doing any of the other things. Because, of course, you need to have several of them happening that are a major indicator to be, you know, actively engaged in codependency. I'm taking a sip of tea. It's already time. I'm only on the first one, and I'm sipping some tea. And today, it's chamomile with honey, in case you care. So if you have been resentful... That is a sign that you have not expressed your needs. Now, if you have thoroughly expressed your needs before and they continue, 
you know, as an individual or as a group of people to not follow through on supporting you in the way that you need or treating you in a way that is respectful that you have asked. That is a different answer. Um, and that's a, like a different situation. And then feeling resentful would maybe be more justified because you have expressed yourself and shared what you needed. Okay, the second sign of codependence is that when you're in conversations with friends, that you hold back sharing about yourself. And thoughts that you might have are, well, I'm, I'm here to listen to them. I'm here to be there for them. And you might think, oh, they're, mo they're more important, or oh, their problem is bigger right now. You might think, oh, they wouldn't be interested in hearing about my problem. And kind of like an underpinning of this might be that you feel too vulnerable to share about yourself. And this one is where we get into a little bit of the self-esteem thing. So everyone feels vulnerable sometimes. So it's not just a sign of code. It's, it wouldn't necessarily be a sign of codependence if you're just feeling vulnerable, because that happens to all of us when we're sharing something deep. But when it becomes potentially a sign of codependence is it's this pattern of you're always there for other people, but you don't allow other people to be there for you. And maybe they don't realize that you don't have anyone who is there for you. Maybe they just assume that you're getting that from somewhere else. Or if this person is someone who desires support and desires a lot of attention and has problems that they want help with, they may specifically be seeking someone who gives them a lot of attention, but then they don't know how to give that attention and love and care and support back. And so they end up being in relationships with people who are willing to tolerate not receiving that friendship care in return. And that can often be a codependent person because a codependent person isn't as interested in sharing their stuff. Now, sometimes codependents are interested in um, complaining, which I'm going to actually get to later on as a potential sign of codependence. But the hesitancy to share is almost rooted in, I don't know if I will be valued if I share or my problems might be too big. Or the real fear is, I don't know if I will still be accepted by this group if I take this chance and share um, my deeper problems. And so it's really a fear of rejection, a fear that you won't be accepted, a fear of abandonment. Okay, the third sign of codependency is when someone, maybe a partner, but maybe not, makes a request and you feel like you have to do it. You feel like you have to follow through, even if it causes problems for you in your own life. And this goes back to kind of the crux of codependency is that you're supposed to be there for others and help them. And so when someone makes a request it is so ingrained in you that you have to follow through on it that you never consider 
that you should put it through a filter of determining if it's healthy for you, if you have time, if it's going to derail some part of your life, either your calendar or your family life or your eating habits or your sleep or your self-care or a work project. I mean, the list could be on and on and on of the ways that helping this other person with this thing could derail your life. And so... It's important to have an outside perspective, specifically, okay, it's always important to have support when you're healing your codependency, because it's going to happen faster, and the person helping you is going to be able to see the big picture, even when you can't see the big picture. But with this one, it's going to be, because you're so used to just on autopilot serving others without considering if it's a problem for you having a support person there who will step in as you're talking about your life situations and say, no, wait a second, is this a problem for you? And they'll be like, yes, that's why I'm freaking out. And then we would go into, okay, why is this a problem for you? Uh, And then we would go through into how, like what chaos it would create. And then we would go through, um, have you considered like what they could do instead? Or have you considered that you could say no And then we would go into why you were freaking out about saying no or giving them an alternative option and honoring and holding the fear that comes up. And in, um, in like neurobiology and trauma response, having your emotions be witnessed and loved and cared for by somebody actually helps your body um, layer the love and kindness and care next to the pain. And so then the pain becomes less and then it becomes easier to hold the idea of making the change. And so it's actually built into us to receive care and support from other people because that lessens our pain. And there is a lot of Um, information out there on that. And I think it's related to polyvogal theory. And I talk about it in terms of um, trauma response a lot. So this is why I think it's so important to have a person that is experienced in this area of healing, uh, really any kind of healing work that you're going through. This is why therapists are important and um, highly trained coaches in this area, because not all coaches are going to be trained in this area, right? But supporting you as you go through the fear of saying no or setting a boundary can be important. And then get you to the place where you can actually do it. But it's a sign of codependency when you are on such autopilot to say yes and feel like you have to jump through other people's hoops and meet their expectations of what they want, even if it is disruptive for your life. Okay. So the fourth sign of codependence is that you love it when others are thankful for your efforts and they're praising you, even to the point of this praise kind of like sustaining you and almost like substituting the other forms of fulfillment that you could get, which are, I'm going to say like self-generated from inside. It's almost like needing the external validation. Um, And the opposite of this means 
that if the recipients don't recognize your contributions or they don't realize your contributions or how much you've given up to, you know, like do this thing for um, the group or the person that you can become bitter, which goes back to the first one about being resentful. But this one is you are so filled up when other people praise you and are, and are thankful for your hard work. But that means, again, like I said, that it's painful for you when the hard work is not honored. Almost like I need the external validation to feel worthy. Now, you can still feel good because you were doing good for other people, but it needs to come from an altruistic place where you feel good about yourself even if they didn't acknowledge it, but you can recognize that maybe it's not good manners on their part to not recognize it, but it doesn't make you feel worse about yourself. Your intrinsic value, you are you continue to be aware of your intrinsic value even if they do not recognize you. Now, if you continue to do things for other people and they never acknowledge it, and it's painful for you, you may need to move on from that situation or set some boundaries, um, and that would be totally healthy. But if you are in situations repeatedly so that you can get the praise that you need because you need so much praise to like counterbalance the inner fear of worthiness, that's, that's an issue and a potential sign of codependence. And so this leads to the next one on my list, number five, signs of codependence, is victim mindset. And victim mindset is different from uh, being a victim of a crime, like in a criminal sense. Um, uh, it's a mindset about believing that you are a victim of your circumstances and that you don't retain or hold power for your life circumstances. You feel like your life is um, inflicted upon you from the outside world externally and that you are kind of like at the whim of these external circumstances rather than having the power to change them. Now I know that external circumstances can be challenging, um, but there are ways frequently to overcome them. Also, a victim mindset can be present in incredibly simple circumstances, like, oh, you go to get your coffee at the coffee shop in the morning, and, you know, they mess up the order, or it's 10 minutes later um, than you wanted it to be, or, you know, something goes awry, and your response consistently to these kinds of situations is, why does this always happen to me? It's so messed up, and you could spread anger at them. Um, you know, either actually to them or just kind of to yourself later or to your friends, or you could turn it inward and be like, why does this always happen to me? There must be something wrong with me. Woe is me. And victim mindset can be very subtle in its expression of powerlessness because you can sound happy and still express a victim mindset. 
Your tone can be happy. You can sound chipper. The words that you use can even be kind words. But if you look at it closely, when you understand victim mindset, you can see the victim mindset thinly veiled underneath the tone and the words. So if a per, but the, the bottom line of victim mindset is the sense that you don't have power. And when we reference um, needing to always give other people what they ask for and automatically assuming that you don't have a choice in whether or not you give it to them, that's a sense of powerlessness. And if we reference the fourth one, you love it when others are thankful for your efforts, but the root of that is that you don't have a belief in your intrinsic value all the time and it's wavering or absent, that's like you're giving your power away to other people to determine your value rather than intrinsically determining your value, which is a source of power. If you always know that you are valuable, then you that's a source of power for you because you generate that belief from within. And then that power can sustain you even if no one around you is giving you accolades. And so then I'm going to round this out with the sixth one, the sixth sign of codependence which is trouble saying no or asking for what you need. There is this big, big fear that if you say no, that rejection is going to happen. If you say no, they're not going to want to be friends with you anymore. If you say no, they're not going to want to date you. If you say no, it's going to cause problems in your relationship, your romantic relationship, and you're going to have to pay for it later. Or if you ask for what you need, that expresses vulnerability. And usually in codependency, there's this history in your past, either because of an adult relationship or because of childhood circumstances, where your needs have been frequently turned down to the point where you stopped asking. And so it became more comfortable to just figure it out how to work around not having your needs being met. Um, and so it is incredibly vulnerable and painful for a codependent person to begin asking for what they need because they're pretty certain that they're not going to get it. And so why bother to have hope that this need will be met? And there can be a long litany of reasons why that person won't say yes, why that person won't agree, what's going to happen. And I know that because I've been that person. I've been the person who struggled to ask for what I needed. And sometimes I still do. And I still have to you know, think about it and work my way around to the situation where I'm like, no, I actually get to ask for it. It doesn't take me as long anymore, um, but it still happens because I'm still undoing different layers. Now I've gone through my main top layers of healing my codependency. And so now it's way more subtle, but I still catch it and want to continue working on it because of course, the more I... The more I work on myself, the better I am. And you guys know that I'm really into personal development and personal growth. And personal growth is like, I always want to be doing personal growth. So that's one part of that. But the other part of that is the more that I'm working on myself, the more that I can help you. The more that I stay in the game of what is it like to be in change. Because if I'm in change, that I can be relevant for what you are experiencing in your change and continue to be aware of that and stay compassionate to it. So it, it's important to me to always be doing that. 
You guys, I hope that you have gotten a lot out of this as my lovely ladies, and I hope that you are setting yourself up for a wonderful and a beautiful May. Um, I do want to let you know that I have some wonderful guests coming on the podcast that I have lined up, and those episodes will be aired near the end of May and near the end of June, and I'm so excited for you, and I'm working on getting some other guests lined up as well, and I think it's going to be really fun. So my dears, go be amazing. Thanks for tuning in, Soul Sister. Do you want to hear from me more? Sign up for my Transforming Your Codependency text messages straight to your phone every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for inspiration and education. To sign up, text PEACE to 877-338-0875. To spread this message far and wide, screenshot listening to this podcast and share it on social media. Be sure to tag me. I love hearing how you're growing. Get amplified.